Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Dean from the Rise and Sun podcast. So coming up, it's episode number five with Aaron Paul. So in this episode, we talked about his recent selection as a command senior chief and I told him how proud I was of him. We talked about his recent work in the last two years with Navy Wounded Warrior and the experience that he's had uh, rolling through that. And then we talked about the future for him, what uh, he's looking forward to in the next assignment. And, you know, we, we talked about life. We caught up. We talked about history and the fact that we're living in history right now. And, uh, you know, we, we rounded it up with talking about some of those sorry sports teams that he follows. So without further ado, episode number five, Aaron Paul, stay tuned. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and not of DOD or any of its components. Take me to the countryside. Hey man, we're live. Hey man, weapons free, man. See you, man. How you doing? I'm living good. Yeah, I see you. What are you drinking? You drinking like the Rocks Energy drink, the Zoa shit or something? Pina Colada 3D. (sighs) Okay. I don't know. I saw it. I was like, that looks like a looks like a something in a rapper we had in high school. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't talk shit. I'm drinking um Irish cream latte. <laughs> Whatever. I almost bought some Guinness today. I was like, nah, I'm I'm getting my cardio and all this stuff and I felt it when I don't eat right. So Yeah. Nah then Amanda's kinda like Okay, I got it. Fine. I won't drink yeah. it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm in the uh Audacious Black Girl studio this evening. I got her oh, there, so. there you go. That's keep, awesome, keep the seat warm for her until uh, <laughs> she gets to you and uh, and Matt. So I tell you, man, that was uh, like uh, I wish I'd have more time, and that's why I wanted to bring her on. Is because like literally, I jammed in like thirty minutes. I was like, "Look, guys, I'm sorry. I know you are busy too." I was like, "But I got thirty minutes to do this." I, like, close my office door, and like we're talking about some deep stuff, right? I'm like, "Yeah, all right, all right, all right. We're like we gotta go, you know." And um, but just even that 30 minutes was so insightful for the conversation uh, that Matt and I had. Right. And, yeah. and it, it wasn't just the podcast, like it really inspired, I think some reflection on both of our parts. Right. And, um, and so uh, anyways, yeah, I appreciate it, man. I've told her already, but you know, uh, I guess I'll tell you too. So. <laughs> she, she, she has that effect, you know, she, she's a daily reminder. Like, yeah, she's good. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, you know you guys yeah, remind me about that too. Though, right? Yeah, she makes yeah, me better, it, man. She's made me better, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we should all mm-hmm. hope for, you know. Um, I think I was talking about last night. Like, mommy, first of all, how she puts up with my bullshit is beyond me. But, um, you know, but she has for all these years, and you know, there ain't no telling where I'd be without that woman, man. Like. I'm already a, a idiot, and like if I didn't have her, whew, ain't no telling. <laughs> so like y'all been together pretty much your entire time in Navy, short of like your first tour, or has it yeah, been like not even boot camp not, first first? Yeah, we got married in 2003, so um, got to Japan in 2001. Uh, yeah, I mean, look. I, I joke with the kids. The first time I asked mommy to marry me, she said no. She was like, uh, I've only known you like three months. Like, no, I'm not marrying you. <laughs> and I cried. And I was like, ah. <laughs> and, um, for an answer. <laughs> yeah, but then, then I was like, okay, bet. Like, all right, I'm going to do this the right way. And, uh, and we dated for about a year, um, you know, in total. And then when I proposed to her the next time, um, you know, she said yes. So, and then we've been together since, man. We got married in 2003. So, we're going on 20 years, man. Uh, it'd be 19 this year, 20 next year. So, uh, it's kind of wild, man. But uh, she's a saint, dude. She's got her ticket punched. Like, she's going straight. Like, when she starts coming up the pearly gates and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We've been expecting you. We got a spot reserved for you over here. So, yeah. Anyways. 
Hey, man, I just want to say congratulations real quick. Command CM Chief, select Aaron fucking Paul. What's up, dude? Huh? It's, uh, it, it's, it's unreal, man. Yeah. It's unreal. It's like I saw the message and I'm like, and then uh, I come in the next day. So, you know, I got a retired, uh, retired Mass Chief, uh, John Swanky. He's he's a he's a seven fleet vet, right? Yeah, I got a retired Gunny. Yeah, I got a retired Gunny in my office. So I come upstairs and I see these footprints, and they got like all types of crap plastered everywhere. CMC, I'm like, all right, number one, I ain't no CMC. It'd be Command C. You trying to get me hemmed up? Probably didn't get to put the badge on, right? Yeah, yeah. And they got all plastered everywhere. Like, oh well, he doesn't work anymore here. I'm like, all right, cool. All right, I see what y'all are doing. There, there's a rubber chicken in my office too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, do do you sometimes allow your uh, your uh, customers to to use it as like a stress relief? <laughs> like, ah. I had it in a couple times. They're like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Long story." Yeah. You know, but then after a while, sometimes the conversations, you know. They start opening up. I'm like, I already make sure I'm present, and they really know that I'm, I'm taking their concerns serious. So you know, I just kind of like put them under the desk. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Marine yeah. comes in, I kind of throw it at them, but that's about it. <laughs> but yeah, but it's, it's been surreal, man. With the the command senior chief, uh, you know, we talked about it, and um, one of the last things you gave me before uh, we left Yokosuka, you know, you gave me uh, some anchors. Like, hey, man, look, you gave me two screws. Like, yo, bro, just Stick with it, man. Yeah. You know, you're a late bloomer. You you can go. You can hit the stride. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then here we are. You know, boom, 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 boom. Manda always brings up that phone call when I picked up CNC. Can you call me? Yeah. Uh, don't get me in trouble, man. Don't get me in trouble, okay? <laughs> don't get me in trouble. That's between us, bro. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, the PG-13. My bad. My bad. My bad. The PG-13, you was like pretty much like, man, hey, Eric, my mother, you're my guy. I was like, <laughs> and man, was like, that dude loves you. I was like, you must be. You <laughs> called me like six in the morning. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, yeah, man, man, I'll tell you, it, it's like, um, you know, go back to 2018 and we had this conversation and, um, you know, uh, that's, that's how long it took to come to fruition, right? And, but your timing had to be almost exactly what we talked about back in 2018. And it's funny how like, it's almost like we, you know, between, especially you, you did the work, right. But between those conversations and, um, you know, the support that you got from a lot of people, like, it's almost like we talked your current situation into existence, right? Like, uh, you put in the work, but also like you visualized it and the visualization is what got you there. It feels like, does that make sense? We kind of chartered, and not time we say, but kind of charted the course, charted path. You're like, listen, if this is going to happen, you know, one, two, and three is going to have to happen in succession. And then, um, you ever read that book, the secret or seen the movie, the secret? No. Well, it's, it's kind of like, you know, along the visualizations, like, hey, if you constantly think about something, that's your goal. It's the opportunity is going to be more. Effort. So when I was working on uh, beach deck, I was like, all right, you know what? I have a very competitive chance at senior chief. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm here. Taking care of. I'll make it a point to talk to the waterfront. Who's important? Mm-hmm. So I made my attentions known, and seeing Stephen Emilius, like, hey, uh, I'd like to talk command she's like your chief i was like well look i i get the call i'm i want so i want to go and once i saw sincere they sat me down and everyone there um the blue ridge everyone so i think that had had a big play too yeah i tell you man it's uh this community and you'll you'll see i mean you've seen some of it but once you're in it uh like people will bend over backwards to help you you just got to be humble enough to to like accept the help, and it's kind of like one of those things that you know I talked about last night. I don't know if you like watch the you know the weekly one or re- required, but um, like you got to you, you have to be humble enough to to like accept that people genuinely want to help you, right? 
and um and get out of your own head and like you know thinking that i don't know people are trying to take your shit right um but once once you kind of get to that place and you realize that you know whether you're command senior chief command master chief like you're going through it together man and and like that is uh it's it's high pressure because uh you know tomorrow is not guaranteed right and um and so like that engenders this support from the whole community right uh, which, which you're, you're, you know, you're going to, you're going to feel in that first job for sure, man. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man, I'm so happy for you. I really am. I'm, I'm happy for, you know, the command that you're going through too, because I think they're getting a good one, man. Um, you know, so anyways, for what it's worth, dude, I just want to say congratulations. Yeah. 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 Talking about playing spades, I'm like, I'm not the best spades player from the McCampbell, man. He's like, well, we're going to fix that. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Y'all used to be up late playing spades, bro. Yeah, here's the thing, though, right? Like, you know, you don't want to be, as as the command senior chief or command master chief, like, you don't want to be the mm. best spades player because nobody wants to play if you win every time. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, that's my excuse. So, that's my excuse for Having the most L's in the logbook on McCampbell. <laughs> I was trying to, yeah, that I was trying that, to that, that that little table, man. You you got some hours on that little table. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was like that was our reprieve, man. That was our like end of the day. Let's get like an hour and a half in, run like three games. Um, you know, just talk, chop it up about the day, and just kind of like you know escape for just an hour or whatever, right? And, uh, an hour? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it turned into thirty something. <laughs> yeah, you remember one, when? Uh, one time. Yeah, go ahead. No, since one time it was after like one of them crazy uh, rises we had, like old dark thirty. It was late. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, sure shit. To you, Fred. Moser, I'm like, yeah. and then Carl in the background watching Game of Thrones, like, oh yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, <laughs> yeah good That's time, the man. Quarter master I've seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, so I got a few things written down. So some of the feedback I've gotten is that, um, uh, like, not everybody knows us, so like there might be five people that would watch this and just enjoy watching yeah. Aaron and Dean like catch up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, but the feedback I got for the larger, larger audience is like, um, you know, tell a few stories to kind of highlight a point that you're trying to make. But if you're just going to sit there and shoot the shit, like don't, don't record that. <laughs> so anyways, I got a few questions for you. So we, we said, congratulations. Right. Um, so I kind of want to know how you're feeling, you know, knowing that you're going into this first assignment as a command senior chief. Like you visualized it, you wanted it, and now you got it. And so kind of like what, you know, how, how are you feeling? Like how are you mentally preparing? What's uh, what's the, the biggest fear that you have? What's the, the biggest concern that you have? What's the thing you're most excited about, right? Um, like what's in your head right now? So, first thing is like the process. Like, what what should I be doing leading up to my turnover and, and getting there? I keep talking about like ninety days. I always hear about that, right? So, in preparation for that, I was like, all right, I won't read over my instructions, but what can I read ahead at the command? What kind of like command instructions, things like that, that I should be preparing for? And I'm going to aviation community, so. You know, I've heard about the different types of relationships and how the squadron norms go. So I could talk about it, but you won't know it until you get in the seat. So I'm thinking about the process and just what are the, the cultural norms as far as going to a squadron. Uh, I talked to one one guy, He uh, his first ride, he was in a squadron, but he came from a sub-community. So he wanted to still keep his, his sub-culture, you know, practices but not trying to come in and try to run a squadron 
like a sub. You know, they even want some of his uh, his background experience for a fresh set of eyes. So, you know, my process is what should I know and preparing for what, what kind of cultural differences I'm going to have to learn so I can really inject it and be a good force, you know? Yeah, I think that's that's really a key thing for you to think about, too, man, is that um, your role your role is not different in a squadron. Um, you're, you're still, you know, the, the command senior enlisted leader, right? And so you advise the CO and, you know, you lead the mess and you advocate for the sailors and everybody in the command. Um, you know, so I mean, like your role doesn't really change, uh, but the way that you um, the way that you enact that role is is definitely different. Um, so I, you know, I'll tell you right off the gate. If you ask any, you know, um, aviation command master chief, the first thing you got to do is like be aligned with your maintenance master chief. You might be a maintenance senior chief there. I don't know, right? But like, yeah. you know, if 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 you're, it's 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 different from a DDG, right? Like a DDG, I guess you could probably say kind of like your CSMM or your or your top snipe, but it's different, right? Like your maintenance master chief yeah. is he's the dude, right? When it comes to, you know, making sorties and getting those aircraft in the air, like, like he, he is like, you know, the, the nexus of everything that happens. Right. So, um, you know, having like a, a very good relationship with that person is critical and I've seen it good and I've seen it bad. And when it's good, like that squadron is firing on all cylinders, the chief's mess is, is engaged. Uh, when it's bad, um, yeah, it, it creates a lot of problems. Right. So, that would be my advice, I guess. Um, but you know, I've never been a CMC in a squadron. I was just looking at it from, I don't think I was a brand new chief in the squadron, but I could see it. You know what I mean? And I, and I remember mm-hmm. when it was good and I remember when it was bad and when it was bad, it really sucked, especially in the mess, you know? So, um, but yeah, man. Uh, and then you've got, I mean, you've got Doug that you can reach out to that's been doing the job for a while that I think was a good resource for you too, you know? Yeah. Um, so what, uh is the thing that makes you mer- most nervous how's that i'm not too nervous because i, I want to get down there. i'm kind of chopping at the bit you know mm-hmm. well, let me backtrack i'm not supposed to know answers i'm supposed to know where to find the answers but i still want to have that work analysis to be like hey Sir, ma'am, hey, I know uh, at the baseline now, hey, it is in accordance with this. I know when I used it on this last command, this scenario, let me go back and get the firm answer. But you have a, a window to get that answer. You want to keep that trust. So when I'm building, earning the trust, I want to make sure that I'm able to to meet that, not a timeline, but still be, you know, expedience in getting the answer and the way forward and giving good recommendations. To earn it to earn and keep that trust yeah i think that's you know a great point um you know because they're going to ask you some wild things and i don't know so the vx squadrons it's is it um oh five oh four you know probably oh five oh five and it's, it's unique they have like a three-headed uh leadership because they have seal exo and the test and then the test pilot actually fleets up CO. Okay. So that's something I'm very interested in learning that dynamic as the as the SEL to yeah. to learn, you know, because I'm going through the process. I heard, hey, you know, yes, you advise the CO, but you know, we're all on one team. You're working the build relationship, but that's the XO. Yeah. I mean, I saw it. I saw it as finest before, you know. Yeah. Well, I see it really worked, but now you have like a third party, right. not the third party, but a third branch of leadership that's unique. You know, yeah. that that's something that I really want to see how that works. That's interesting. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, look, you're going to be fine. I think we all know that, right? But um, the main thing is that you just want to show up and, and be a, a, like positive energy, right? And, um, because positivity would go a long way. Like even if, even in the face of like negativity, if you can just maintain your positivity, um, you know, something I definitely learned in my first tour. Um, you know, it's it's hard, man. It's hard, especially if if nobody else feels like being positive. It's like, oh, uh, okay. Well, you know what? I'm gonna go over here and be negative too. God damn it! Like, fuck it. 
know. But. I mean, hey, be positive as long as you acknowledge we have an idea of what what's been happening the previous, you know, month, six months, or you know, year mm. before you got there. Like, hey, I understand we're here, but you know, I understand that it's been a rough ride, but we got to keep going forward, make the mission. You know, yeah. so I'm not trying to say like it's over, but you know, let's get the good momentum, let's get some wins, you know. Well, I mean, look, dude, you you told me this, and I, I use it all the time. I told I told Rev this when I talked to him the other day, um, and and it's straight mm-hmm. from you, and I told him this, right? So, you know, you have to uh, you have to understand the culture that you're inheriting, right? You told me that when I got to McCampbell, and uh, I remembered that, and I, I I mean, I keep it, right? I keep that in my hip pocket anywhere I go, like. You know, I got that from you. Like, you have to understand, you have to appreciate, you have to really look into the culture that you're inheriting. Um, because, you know, like I said, yeah, you want to be positive, you have all these great ideas, but you may get there and, and they're like, they got some serious problems. Uh, and so all the great ideas and the great things you want to do may have to go on the back burner until you fix some of those, you know, real problems that the command has, right? Um, yeah. So... Yeah, dude. Uh, all right. So, uh, so left with Campbell and want to talk about your current job. We talked about this before, you know, as you were ramping up to take these orders and, you know, I talked to you about some of the challenges that I had when I, when I did it in Hawaii. Um, and we haven't really circled back on kind of what it's been. It's been about two years now that you've been in the job. So, um, how, how's, know, how's it yeah. been working with, you know, uh, the Wounded Warrior program. So I'm hitting the stride now. Um, you know, when I first got here, it was in the, was it? I checked in November of 2020 and um, it had COVID. So when I checked in, everyone's working virtual, but the two now medical care managers that were there, they said, hey, it's going to be a year if you know what you're doing, and COVID is not doing you any favors because there's a lot of talking in person with the sailors and, and, and Coast Guardsmen. So um, now that some of the um, the restrictions are alleviated, it is better to, you know, really have people come in office, sit them mm. down, like, hey, what are your prospects? So just for everybody, um, my job is the non-medical case manager of Wounded Warrior. What I do is, you know, we uh, advocate for uh, services for anyone who is limited duty for a short amount of time or an extended amount of time. If they're facing return to duty or if they're looking to possibly be separated, we're just trying to make sure that they know about the resources available to them. You know, we can advocate for them for their chain of command, you know, kind of help them talk through some of the, 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 the scenarios and the best practices to help them transition the best way, whether it's back to the fleet or they're transitioning to back to being a civilian. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't even think about, you know, the COVID piece of it. I guess that really limited a lot of the face-to-face interactions you have with people. So you were probably doing your, um, your intakes, like I would imagine over the phone type thing, mostly. Yeah. Over the phone, um, that iPhone, you know, we want to make sure you're able to see the person because, you know, I'm, I'm doing the intake and I'm like, hey, yeah, like, hey, you know what? Um, you know, as I talked to the sailor that I, they had a hard time uh, recollecting their care because, hey, they're having challenges with, you know, cognitive as far as remembering things. And that can help us identify resources they need. So not being able to see them, it does kind of limit you know, making a good assessment for, you know what, I think that, you know, chief might need to talk to this person, you know, like it might come in a wheelchair. I didn't know that, <laughs> you know, Hey, you, are you able to get, to, you have a rant? Like what's going on? You know, I had that before. Finally met the person and they came in a wheelchair. I'm like, how'd you get here? Oh, my wife drives me. You have transportation, you know? Yes, that face-to-face piece is is super important. Like having them in your office, you can put eyes on. And there's just something about, like even with this, you know, this podcast, totally different thing. But you know, we we try to like keep the the conversation, you know, as as genuine as we can. But there's something about this face-to-face thing, right? Like 
And especially in your job, yeah, it helps you identify things, but um, you can just catch a vibe from somebody, right? Like, man, this person is like in dire straits. Like, I'm like, all right, man, we need to circle the wagons quickly because I'm kind of worried about this person, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then just for me as a chief, it the mess is a big part of, of the job because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm working with several commands. It'll be the same commands in, in the area. So if I'm able to, you know, make the relationships, like, hey, oh, it's, uh, that's, uh, you know, it's Joe Smith down on the pack. Oh, I was down there last weekend. I just, you know, went to their command picnic. You know, we would do things like hearing from the guys pre-COVID. That's what they would do after they would, you know, talk to their sailors and, and, and you know, make their case management notes. They were hitting the road, like rodeo style, saying, hey, mm-hmm. um, you know, GS, CS Alejo, you know, mm-hmm. And if you happen to, you know, be injured, just come talk to us and see if we could be of assistance. Now it's key, you know. So yeah. now we're starting to hit that stride a little bit. As That's I'm good, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but I think everybody's getting back into their stride post-COVID right now, you know, trying to remember how we did things before and how effective they were, you know. And there, there's some resistance to that, like, oh, I like teleworking, right? But um you know it, it feels like that we're getting our stride back in a lot of places <clears throat> excuse me and um i remember you know when, when i was in the job too just what you just said like how critical the chief's mess is to our sailors i mean we know it we know it like when we're on the ship doing the hard job or you know when we come to an installation and you know, it's it's kind of still, um, you know, executing a mission. It's just a different kind of mission. It's support rather than actually going over the horizon. But, um, and so you understand how, like, critical a cheese mess is. But w- when I was in the, the job in Hawaii that, that you're doing, it occurred to me, like, holy cow, like, nothing happens. Like, nothing happens, good or bad, if, if the chiefs aren't involved. Like, and even my... Yeah. Uh, contractor that that worked with me when I was there um you know we were six months eight months into it's the first time she had ever worked with the navy and I remember she was like she was like she was like I just cannot believe how much the chiefs do in the navy and sometimes it was bad right like I can't get an answer from this guy and if he doesn't answer then like I'm not going to get what I need for this sailor you know and um yeah but you really it's highlighted uh I think in 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 the job that you're doing right now yeah, but we had, I had a couple of sales that went Lindsay and McCampbell, and you know mission goes on and it, it's kind of cold hearted, you side out of mind, but mm-hmm. you know they they leave and you're like all right well we have you know whatever op and all this stuff so having a program like that where if you, if I can call someone say like, hey I talked to you know chief. Chief Daniels or Chief Williams, and they say, "Hey, look, we got your sailor. We'll take care of them." That's kind of reassuring. Yeah, you know, they're not our kids, but that's still our family. We yeah. want to make sure. You know, I remember you said it in, in a previous episode. Like we have a responsibility to build them up, mm-hmm. right? Make them yeah. better than how we got them. And sometimes yeah. you're like, man, it's, it's kind of unfinished business. You're like, man, I, I don't want to neglect them. So having that that human piece. Knowing you got a brother or sister that's going to take care of your of your people, our right. people, it right. does make you feel like all right. I can really focus on what we got going on. You know, she's taking he's taken care of. All right, let's go. Yeah, I man. Yeah, I I advocated tirelessly, and I understand why it never happened. Um, <clears throat> but how? So let's just say Yokosuka, right? We, we can talk about Rhoda or other places, right? But let's talk about Yokosuka specifically. Like, yeah. um, largest Navy base outside of the United States and a fleet concentration area. I don't know what else you would call it, right? It's got an aircraft carrier, yeah. 10 different ships, NAFSUP, FLC. It's got a full SRF. It's got a Navy munitions command. Like, if that's not a fleet concentration area, I don't know what is, right? And so some people were like, yeah. well, you know, but we, we don't put, like, case managers in Rhoda. I was like, because it's not the same. They got four destroyers there. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I, I was always like, you need a case manager in Yokosuka uh, because you you are missing tons of sailors. Um, 
that maybe aren't, you know, at that level that they spring a, uh, you know, personal casualty report, right? But they're bad enough that they should get some assistance from the program, right? Um, yeah. But deaf ears, funding, you know how it goes. It's, so. it's, it's going to happen. I mean, think of training. The, the freaking scramble is trying to figure out, okay, we're in port, you know, for two days. All right, you two are going to fly off to San Diego. You two are going to fly to Hawaii for school. We're going to pick up this port visit. Oh, you know what? That got canceled. When are we getting them back? Now I'm seeing people that yeah. are down the street getting training, OS training. Remember Doug? Uh, He's down yeah. there training AICs right down the street. You know? Love it. Perfect. Yeah. You know, yeah. concentration area actually home growing from your coast. I love seeing that. Yeah, maybe that's hopefully awesome, that'll yeah. be the same thing for Navy Wonder Warrior. So. Yeah, I hope so. Um, so uh, have they talked to you about when you're rolling yet? <laughs> Quick, fast, in a hurry. Yeah, of course you are. <laughs> that's how yeah, it works. Right? Like, uh, <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> first, first call, so how soon can you move? I'm like, I can move pretty quick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's looking like it's going to be next month. You know, hopefully I get into CMC top end of the month and then report middle of May. So I told you uh, when I got to McCampbell, and I stand by this, mm. best course of instruction in my entire Naval career, CMC Cobb. It's unbelievable, bro. Un-freaking-believable, right? And they have J.J. Gonzalez there at Inlet now, who is like – the best guy for the job in the entire Navy. He's high energy. He I've heard actually, his name. Dude, he was my class mentor uh, when I went through. And I've, no, I've known him for a long time through, like, Ty Giles. He's kind of, like, through that path. And uh, and he was a Hawaii and Guam guy. But uh, JJ is the right guy for that job um, because he mm-hmm. leads from his heart, man. He is the most genuine, authentic person you ever meet. And, like, I'll tell you, when, when you go to that class, you're going to come out of it, like, I'm ready to run through some brick walls. Let's do this. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how it's, it's that's how you were at your first meeting. We saw it. First thing is you said. I know. All right, y'all. Look, um, you know, I'm Dean. Please don't call me Thomas. All right. And uh, this is my <laughs> dream job. Yeah. Did you just? Yeah, you <laughs> meant that shit. And yeah, you did. Yep. Like, it's my dream job. That's us come off the haze of. 10,000 underway. It's like, man, you got a lot of energy, man. All right. We'll pull up to the test. Like 300. <laughs> yeah. We'll pull up to the test. Yeah. Yeah. Stuck with it, though. Yeah. Stuck with it. For sure, man. So well, I'm excited for you. Um, all right, man. So let's uh, let's circle back to some, some non, I guess, Navy type stuff. So I know some mm. stuff about you, but I don't know as much as I want to know about you, right? So I know you're from New York. Um, I know you you Cheer for the sorry ass Knicks, sorry ass Giants. So Columbia punishment. Are you a are you a Mets or a Yankees fan? Mets. Yeah, you definitely are. Clutch so so <laughs> all right, I'll just continue. So you want to know? You want to know my, my background? Yeah, what's your background, man? Yeah, give me right. give me the give me all the right. rundown of Aaron Paul. All right, so all right, first first person born in my family in the state. Okay, my mother, she was from Guyana, Guyana, South America. Mm-hmm. So it's the only English-speaking country in South America. Culturally, it's like the Caribbean. Dad's from Jamaica, all right? Um, they met in New York. So I was born in New York, born in Brooklyn. Spent the first, what, my life in New York. Then my mom, she was in England. Mm-hmm. So I went to England. I was mm-hmm. there for two years. Had a little branch accent and everything. <laughs> right, came back, went down with my grandmother to Guyana for a year. You know, I was world traveler, right? Because mom was yeah. working. Yeah. Went back to New York, living there for what? So I was about what? Five, six. Mm. Right. Oh, it was time in Maryland. We moved out a lot. Then the bulk of my life was in New Orleans. Mm. So I spent the good, the good chunk of my life is, is New Orleans, Ninth Ward. You know, yeah. right? Yeah. Every summer I was in New York. Every summer I go home to my cousins and I come with that 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 the New Orleans accent. They beat it out of me. 
what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, why are you talking like that? Like, it's weird. I'm like, man, come on, man. Boop. Like, boop. He's like, I was in high school. I was in school in Portland, all the way school. You got every in the private school in the world. If I think the Manny Brothers at uh, high school, right? Yeah, do all aid. Yeah, I went back to the team and, and joined the Navy from there. You know, yeah, both been arranged. Yeah. So, what? What? You joined in what? Two thousand. Two thousand, right? Two thousand. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, where were you on nine eleven? I was on U.S. Enterprise. Enterprise. Just got done with it, and um, it was like, like we were hitting all the parts. Yeah. All right, next. next about the captain was real We got our business, our pockets real fat. Head home, supposed to go to Brazil. We did an unwrap, and uh, it was like late. Hit my rack, and here I was commotion. Mm. Like, Y'all shut up, man. Yeah. And I'm like, man, turn that movie off. So my friend mm. Andy Batista came from the Bronx. Like, oh, bro, it's ain't no movie, yo. I was like, what? And you know, that's where I was for 9/11. First deployment, supposed to go way home, supposed to hit Brazil. Mm-hmm. And we just felt, I never felt something turn so quick. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then y'all headed out, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah my my perspective changed a lot after that. For sure, man. I think it changed all of us. Um, it's it's crazy to think that like our kids, um, they don't understand it, man. I, I don't, you know, you can't be upset about it. It is what it is. It's 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 um, it's it's. How do you describe that feeling, right? Um, I was at boot camp. I was at boot camp, man. Dude came back from dental. He's like, uh, an airplane just hit the World Trade Centers. We're like, shut up, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> Like, no, seriously, I saw it on the news. Like, no. Like, that's weird. Like, how like I'm thinking like small Cessna like got off course, right? Yeah. And come Senior Morrison, right? You know, you know you know this, Mr. RDC. Abandon ship. Push all the racks out. Time to get beat. (laughs) That's what we thought. We're like, (laughs) what do we do? What do we do? (laughs) We're like, man. Like what do we do? We're about to like pass and review. Like, what's what's the deal? And um, yeah. he brought in a cassette tape. And they had the old TVs, right? And uh, mm. he had recorded it at home. He put in a cassette tape and played both of them getting hit because that by that point both of them had been hit, right? And uh, dude, and like, first of all, the first thing he said was, "Well, looks like you are getting a ribbon." <laughs> <laughs> Only we are we are messed up people, man. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Um, you know, you're already coming off for me. I'm coming off, man. Like, you know, you're fired up, man. It's boot camp, right? Like, I'm ready to go change the world. And, you know, I am a United States sailor. Like, you ready? You know? And then this yeah. happens. It's just like, uh, Find out who did that, and let's go fucking kill all of them, right? Like that—that's yeah. playing through my head, right? And um, you know, that was the vibe for us in boot camp because we had the cold. I was doing service week, yeah. So we're sitting there, and guys come in. I'm working in the scullery, you know, slaving. Guys come in. We're going to war. I'm like, we're taking our trash. Shut up, man. He's like, nah, man. This ship, this ship blew up. Like, me and shit blew up. They told us, like, hey, you know, I went to coal. And it's kind of like, 
it was a real sinking feeling, but I still think it kind of got lulled to sleep some people. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I'll be honest, man, I was not taking the Navy as serious mm-hmm. up until that happened, you know, because I got, you know, friend, I got aunts and uncles that were NYPD. You hear nothing, everything, you hear nothing. So it was, it was like a real sick feeling. I'm like, my mother, I'm like, yeah, I didn't know what was going on. You walk into Mestex and you see all the ordinance, people signing it. And it was just like, yeah. you know, that homecoming, <sighs> man, yeah. nothing like it. It, it yeah. 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 I don't know, man. Yeah, it changed us. I mean, those of us that can um, put our finger on, I think, you know, there's some old heads have been doing it longer than us, right? But they're getting close to 30 years. And, you know, some of them, yeah. maybe they hear this conversation like, uh, you know, but I think there's something for, for those of us that came in in that 2000 and 2001 range, right? Um, you know, just before 9-11 and maybe just after, right? I think that mm-hmm. just our experience in the Navy is so, like, until very recently, we had been at war like my entire career, you know? And, yeah. um, and and there's like this idea of like peacetime, you know, steaming, it's a foreign concept to us, you know? And, uh, yeah. it, you know, I think that 20 years from now, we'll probably look back and, and see kind of what the effect of, you know, 20 years of war ends up being on people, right? Um, but I don't know, it's just, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying feel sorry for me. That's not what I'm saying. It's just like it's been emotionally fucking demanding, right? For 20 years straight, right? You know. So. Yeah. You're talking like two generations. Like, I listened to a podcast the other day, and he was saying how uh, people who were in that first wave of Afghanistan, then the first wave of Iraq, they're looked at differently compared to the guys who were there you know, seven or eight or nine years into it. You know, like, hey, uh, I was in Iraq. When? Uh, back in uh, 07. You know, what? Man, yeah. you're old. For real, what was that like? You know, like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. It, I mean, we were sending, you know, I, I remember it was uh, 04, you know, um, you know, from the Essex, we sent 31st Mew into Second Battle of Fallujah, right? Like, Oh, four, bro. Like that was before the surge. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, they didn't all make it back and we don't talk about that. Right. But they didn't all make it back. I think we all know that. And, uh, yeah, it's just, um, I don't know. It's, uh, I think that's one of the things that really hit. And, and look, I, I'm not a guy that was ever downrange. Right. But I can only imagine, mm-hmm. and I have friends that were, um, what that feeling was like to, and I don't mean to, don't take this as me like commenting politically because I'm not right. But just to see how that whole thing in Afghanistan unfolded, if I were a guy that had spent multiple deployments over there and, uh, you know, like I can only imagine how I would have felt, you know? Um, and, and I don't have to imagine cause I've talked to a bunch of guys that were right. And, uh, it just, it was this I see kind a of, lot of guys with Walter Reed like that right now. A lot of guys um, retired and, I'm smirking, but they were not in, in the best spirit. They had different varying levels of frustration, some relief, you know, but it was yeah. uh, fleeting. It kind of immediately went to, you know, like a lost family because of this. You know, don't minimize it. And this is how it comes to. So, yeah. yeah. It, I, I feel that folks been doing at Wall Street, the perspective really kind of put kind of in a different way. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude, I, I didn't even think about that. I can only imagine it, uh, you know, um, some of the folks that you probably most likely, and I know because, of, again, I've, I've, I've done your job, right? But not at Walter Reed, where 
I can only imagine some of the stories that you end up hearing um, being a being a case manager there, right? Like um, I was in Hawaii, so it was pretty mild. I mean, you're in you're in the mix of it. Like that is the Grand Central Station of uh, folks that require assistance. You know what I mean? You you walk the hospital. I'm taking a point do fire transfer. Just walking the floors of the hospital, you see different um tributes and different memorials and just randomly on the walls mm-hmm. and it'll just hit you and i'm like you know if my kids saw that they'd be oh wow you know it's kind of like a history thing you know it's like it's like probably served with someone that might have known this this so it's like a history lesson for our kids but for us it's it's events of our life that transpired during our lifetime. You know? Isn't that a weird thing? That's a weird concept to think about, right? That um, the things that we are experiencing now firsthand um, will be history that people will talk about. Like, like history, history. Like, not like, oh, <laughs> you know, Dean went to the gym yesterday, history. Like, Dean, Dean has a podcast history. Like, like history, history, like Second Battle of Fallujah, like the withdrawal from Afghanistan, uh, like there's a fucking war in Europe, right? Like, what the fuck, man? You know what I'm saying? You, you ever catch yourself talking to people about you know, history? Kind of place for us, like for me, I'm a, I was in the call Vincent from 0913. Mm. And that's, you know, Bin Laden. I was on watch. Now checked in the hospital that was carrying remains. So people are like, yo, this the memory and got the red pad eye and all this. And I'm like, yeah, man, that, that day was crazy, man. Hey, you trying to get uh Wendy's? Like, oh, 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 oh. you were on a mission? <laughs> but oh yeah. You know, you kind of relief. We're talking about the last you know, Haitian earthquake, but then, you know. Before it was like, oh yeah, I remember we was down there, boots on the ground. Like, what? Yeah, we're doing relief and we're giving out water and all that. You were there for that? Yeah. Like, oh, well, you want to talk about it? I'm like, uh, no, not really. You know. But doesn't it feel like that if we don't talk about it, that we're not? Um, and, and, and I understand that, like, we, you know, we talk about it in small circles, maybe with the people that work for us or with our friends, and I think that that has some value you know, in, in um, your ability to influence those people that work for you or, you know, your friends and maybe help them have a better day or have a new perspective on life. But it kind of feels like if, if we are not telling those stories like out loud, that um, mm-hmm. that somebody's going to tell them for us. Right. And they're going to steal our narrative. Right. Um, and I'd rather I'd rather hear it from somebody that was there than from somebody that observed from afar. Does that make sense? Yeah, I we got we gotta we gotta speak it into existence because I don't want it to be I don't I don't like it being a history a note of history I want it to be something that's lived by people that are living rather than rather than before it becomes a note of history you know yeah. like cold right um you know I'd privilege serving with the RDC that she was on the coal. Um, my warrant officer I had in my first command on Enterprise, he was on the call. So, you know, we had some uh, some new chiefs that were talking about the call during season. And it was kind of happenstance, like, yeah, you know, this happened. And there were actually people in the auditorium that were on the call. Yeah. They're like, hey, I don't appreciate your, your, your nonchalance because you, you don't know who was here. How about a disclaimer, like, hey, is there anybody who, who lost someone who served on, you know, um, this just shit where we talk about it? When he yeah. said that, it was like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's sure. pay respects yeah. to, to the seriousness of this. Yeah. And, and I mean, without mentioning names, we saw that with, you know, um, you know, sailors that were on, on fits. Same thing. You mentioned it, you mentioned it in the wrong context, and it's you know uh, to the moon, which is totally understandable. Um, 
but yeah, so I don't know, man. I, I think that part, so part of me doing this thing, and, and I think probably the, the biggest part of me starting a podcast was, and I've said this on multiple episodes, is because I know some cool fucking people, like a lot of them at this point. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and their stories deserve to be in the wild, right? Like out there. And that's your story. And that's Chris Norris. And that's, you know, uh, Diana Rogers, who I sat down with. And um, unless all y'all start writing books, then like nobody's going to hear your story. And so I, I, I want to give everybody that I know that has had an awesome life experience that has something to share that'll help improve somebody's situation. I just want to be like that, that opportunity for somebody to, to, you know, put it out there, like what they think about life, what struggles they've had, what good they've done. Um, because I think the more that that stuff is out there, uh, the more opportunity for people to, to take it on with what they're doing and, and possibly, you know, get better, improve. Right. And it helps me too. Right. Yeah. Like when I, when I talk to people, I'm like, okay, well, uh, maybe you shouldn't be such a piece of shit, Dean, because like all these people expect you to be doing more, right? Yeah. Your your last uh, weekly one arm, I listened to it today. Now, I'll tell you one challenge, you know, circling back to your first, first question about me and the program. I've been battling that imposter syndrome or those thoughts, those demons. And it's kind of like, oh, I got selected, that's great, but you know, who am I? I'm a fraud, mm-hmm. right? Who mm-hmm. am I? And then listening to you, you're like, nah, you've done this, you've got this. These badass people have vouched saying that they, they, they have confidence in you to go lead into advice, right? You yeah. know, a man, and she's like, uh, you've, you've been in the Navy almost 22 years. Uh, you've been privileged to serve like all parts of the country. You got to be an RDC. You got to be on a destroyer in Japan, right? All experiences. So you're you're, you're bringing all this. So what, who are you to to not you know really like grow and like accept the praise that you've earned? You know, you are that good. You are worthy. You are that badass. You know, maybe that's the next check. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, 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 it it's like. I don't know, man. It kind of goes back to that thing that I was talking about haters. It's just hard to accept it, right? Because you you know yourself better than anybody does. And so you know that you know your own imperfections, you know your own daily struggles. And so all the good that you know and that you have to, to share and to, to give to people, you're hesitant to do it because you know that you've got those problems that you don't want to put out to everybody necessarily, right? But I think that, I don't know, it, what Amanda said is exactly right. You are worthy, right? You're worthy of the praise. You're worthy to uh, speak with authority because you've had the experience, right? And that's what I'm telling you and, and telling myself at the same time. We, we are worthy to get this out there, to share what we know and uh, to say, here's how you should do things. Even if I don't do it every time I fucking self, right? I am yeah. worthy to say I know the right way to fucking do it, and I'm trying to do it too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been around people who've done it way better. <laughs> you know, I might not have done it, but I had to be, I was great to be in their presence, and I learned that lesson through watching them. So I'm telling you, you know, proof in the pudding, you know. Yeah, yeah. But that's why I'm kind of more confident. Like, you know, I am that good. I, I, I was with you, right? I came from a great coaching tree. And I was talking yeah. with Rev. I was like, hey, uh, you know, I know you got the, the, the new mask, new power of the mask. You can talk to them, but I think you talk to Dane. Like, wow. I was like, yo, man, I'm not saying other CNCs and other destroyers can't speak to the old crap moments, but you uh, took a lot, man, I'm telling you. He's like, yeah, like plus, you know, he came as he came off some 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 good stock. I was like, hey, he came off the the Sue Whitman coaching tree. He's like, for real? I said that. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, yeah hold, hold, let me make sure I, I give him a shout. 
you know, because I, yeah. I vouch like, hey man, Dean, he kind of steered me right, you know, but he through. So I kind of got mentorship through Stu's Whitman. You know, I got to serve with, you know, uh, Saint Zibaldo, right? Right. Or yeah. the first time we met, I was like, "Are you see who's there?" I was there with uh, someone else, Bill Izzy. You were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, okay." I know, I know, they push you to see. Uh, okay. You know what I'm yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's he's a good draft pick. Gotcha. You. you know. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed the conversation with Rev. He's gonna do great, dude. Like he is a, a bundle of energy and positivity, and I think he'll be able to take the hits, right? And that's. You know, not to get into everything we talked about, but um, we had a great conversation. And, uh, you know, I told him, just call me. Like, and, I, and this is for anybody. Um, you know, I may not have the most experience, but um, I, I, I can I can, I can, can talk you through some shit because I've, I've been through some shit. So, well, all right. You, you got um, this. Now, Sam, you always recall the names of everyone you meet. Maybe you got like, Tom Brady, eidetic memory. You like, I don't know, man. Hey, talk to uh, you know, Billy Krasesky. Uh, <laughs> I got his number. Hey, talk to him. Like, how do you recall? You know, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I did. Like, yeah, how to go with him? Bet money, dude. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like, so how do you know I'll, that? I'll tell you, man. What I'm finding out about myself recently is that I get the most joy in life by connecting people. Like, I don't know. It's my passion. I love it. And, you know, networking, I guess, but not really. It's more like somebody that I know, you know, that has this idea or this project that they're working on. And I'm like, Hmm, I know, I know somebody that might, be really interested in helping you with that. And, and, I, I, know and so, I know a guy, right? I know a guy. And so <laughs> I know like, a guy. You know, I, you know, I was talking about like with Matt, he's putting on a, a, what he's doing is he's doing a veterans benefit concert slash music festival slash chili cook off right. in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, chili you know, cook off. Dude. So he's doing this. It's like, I mean, they're, they're, what they're going to do is they're going to raise, hundreds of thousands of dollars and he's in the roofing industry and then they're going to take all of those proceeds and they're going to put new roofs on vet's house. Right. Um, so it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome project that he's got going. And, uh, and I was like, Hmm. So I know a guy over here. I know a guy over here. I know a guy over he here. He said roofing. Right. I know a guy who's in Texas, a veteran prior CS Corman. There you go. I'm like, hey, do you know Steve Valdez? No, or he's a card, stars business after he got out roofing in Texas. Yeah, we're definitely, yeah. I'm going to make sure do that. Yeah, hit, hit me up because mm-hmm. I'd like to link them up, right? Um, but the point is, like, I, that, and, and, and I love doing it. And I think that we, like, in the mess, we're real good at that in the Chiefs mess. And I'm not to say that, like, there aren't other sections of society that are real good at it, too. There's people that are. Better networks yeah. than networkers than me, right? But I think as men, we don't do it enough. Like we're not we're not helping each other out the way we should, man. Like um, when when five of us do well, it's better than one of us doing well, right? And yeah. I think that's the mentality we all need to have. Is like, all right, dude, I'm on to something. You know, I'm, I'm moving forward. I got this business, whatever it is, right? Um, hey. Yeah. Let me tell about four or five people about it. Like, y- y'all come on with me. We're going to go do this thing together, right? And I think in yeah. society, like, men need to do more of that for each other. I mean, we, we're making a lot of progress, though, right? I'm looking at even with you with the platform. It's like we had talks before, like, always talking leadership, different books. Like, and you made a mention of it. It's like, you know, the special operator community, SEAL, SWIX, the Rangers, they're always talking leadership and experiences. I'm like, that's great, man. That's cool. Everybody can't be Charles Bronson, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, Charles Bronson, older. I was telling my son about Chuck Norris and Charles Bronson in 80s movies while well, I'm different than, than him. But but what I'm making is like... um back to the connections, right? And seeing part of the mm-hmm. community, right? Looking at, at you and then, you know, permission to uh, speak freely and 
and uh, Cutlass and that that you guys are building that that network, mm-hmm. you know, that as a community, I guess. I yeah. love seeing it. You know, That's I listened fun, to man. one episode from Don't Give Up the Ship today. Mm-hmm. Loved it. It was like, yeah, I felt like I was, like I told Damo, I was like, I really listen to certain podcasts and I'm getting my, my mess fix that I was missing because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Like I really was yeah. missing. It's I really like feel like I'm in the like conversation. The river, right? Yeah. Like I came in, got the coffee, smoked. What the hell y'all doing? And smoked over here <sighs> talking about this. I'm like, for real? You pulled up the seat, you start chopping it up. You know, I'm glad to get back. That's one thing I definitely want to do when I when I get down the back. Like I'm hitting, I don't know if it's the hanger or the line. I'm hitting yeah. it. I'm like, hey, what y'all doing Friday? The same way yeah. we did CPO Club and your Coast Club. My pops yeah. flare like, hey, I'm going 1500. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Go. Yeah. Squat up. You call, you, call, you call it the two and three. You just do like this. Toward the end of the day, you yeah. like you like make you like make eye contact with somebody and you're like, right? And they're like, no. oh yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I didn't do I ain't I wasn't doing too high stand, old man too high. I wasn't doing that. Dude, did you no. know old man died? Did he? Yeah. Because I thought it, that was, was like a fake meme. No, he died. It's been about maybe, I don't know, 18 months ago or something. That's pretty much when I got up here. Um, so the son's around oh. He's a he's a real fucking asshole. I don't like him. But yeah, it sounds like old man. <laughs> sounds like only, old man. Died. Only only, only the uh, the uh, the seven fleet Yokosuka like veterans to know his son's running it. Me, I'm like, old man died. Oh man, you're like, yeah. oh man, it's freaking son that ass. Yeah, he's got yeah, it. Like, you know, yeah. Or like, uh, who is it? Lieutenant Commander Hayes. He has his own drink and his own section. Yeah, yeah. At, uh, was it at New uh, Texas. Texas? Yeah, New, New Texas. Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got. He's in the Raptors. Retired. No, Randy. So, oh wow. Um, he and I are going to link up soon. I can't talk about it here. I'll talk about it offline. But uh, uh, he's about to fleet up, man. So um, I am super happy for him. All right, dude. So yeah. real quick, uh, we're at an hour. I like to keep these things right about an hour. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's run down some sports picks real quick, right? Uh, Super Bowl. Now in freaking months. Yep. Yep. Subo, um, calling Bills and NFC. Did you say Packers? No, Bucks. Oh, the Bucks. Yeah, I got Bills, I got the Bills and, and Packers. And I got Bills the Bills and Packers. Yep, and I got uh, Aaron Rodgers winning uh, his his second Super Bowl. That's what I got. Huh. You're high. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, probably. It's all good. Uh, so closest alligator to the canoe is uh, NBA. Who you got? Not Phoenix. The Knicks, I'll tell you. That. <laughs> <laughs> I got, but, but it ain't the Rockets table. So whatever. Oh yeah. So I got Phoenix, Miami, and I got Phoenix beating Miami. Yeah, I think it's Phoenix's turn. I think CP3 um, is due. Yeah, I think it's Phoenix's turn. Uh, I don't know about um, Miami. Uh, I haven't been paying as much attention as I, I should. Um, but uh, I, I like Tatum up in Boston, man. I don't know if they're going to make a run. I don't know if they got everything they need to make a run. But that dude is a freaking mm-hmm. beast, man. He is an animal. Yeah, like a, he's play. He, he signed off by Mamba, so, yeah, but I – I think he. I think Miami. Miami got in a fight in the sidelines. That's good for them. They're kind of rowdy. Yeah. I love it. Sports yeah. got hands. Yeah. It's all mild yeah. mannered. So yeah. Penal, man. Yeah. <laughs> like cut a motherfucker. So, all right, dude. We won't talk baseball because I don't really give a shit. I mean, Astros. There you go. Every year, Astros. Soccer. <laughs> hey, man. You like my hats? Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, get you some of this, man. Look, I'm not making yeah, any money on this. But check that out, man. Isn't that that's legit, bro? Right? It's like what a license the, plate. I like the it's like black Ray's. And gray joint. Yeah, so that one is the uh the Texan connection. So Texas actually, of course, Texas does. 
like they they make a special edition black license plate that you can get for your vehicle and it looks just like that right and mm -hmm. yeah. um so fitted they got the little logo on the back i mean it's a good it's like a solid hat bro like so you know i'd appreciate it you know just look hey i'm a rising sun you're a rising sun Everybody we know is the more rising suns, right? That's the way I, I look at it. I get the Louisiana joint, man. I get that one. Louisiana, rep my other roots. There you go. Rock, there you go. Rock that, yeah, it's, it's rock that statue you got, man. Yeah, rock that statue uh, you got. I'm not going to pull it out of the box and put it on. That's like a $500 hat, by the way. So, uh, yeah, I know. I probably should have known more often. <laughs> yeah, the girl's trying to upgrade you, man. Yeah, man. Maybe get like a sports yeah. coat to wear my boots and everything, man. Um, I went to dinner with them though, and I wore a sports coat with a t-shirt. And they're like, "I was like, okay, just stop, please." Like, I don't do it here. your your girls are ruthless, man. You know, they 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 really was it Hazel. Oh yeah, dude. they're savages. <laughs> That's the way I love it. Straight raw. What do you think about this? I don't, Dad. <laughs> Freaking savage. Girl, girls would do it. I love yeah. it. I love it. They're fucking Amazons. Like, that's the way I want them. I want them to go out there and rule the fucking world, man. So, anyways. Yeah. All right, dude. Uh, let's call it a stopping point. Again, I just want to tell you, I love you. I'm so proud of you. Uh, I can't wait to see what the next chapter holds for you. And I'll do anything for you, man. Like, no shit. If you need anything, yeah, ever. Noted. I know you know that, Like, but reach out. Do not hesitate day or night. I love you, man. I'm proud of you. Love you too, man. Stay relentless. No doubt. Peace.